Uh, we'll put that uh, on hold now because the very best news is uh, we've got uh, Tony Pike with us and the Queensland Carnival has become an extremely popular destination for our top horses and horse people over the years. It's got something to do with the big stakes on offer, the slightly easier class of Group 1s, I think it's fair to say, compared to Melbourne and Sydney. And the trainers enjoying the warmth of the sunshine and it's uh, casinos uh, time and again, I would imagine, too. We've had a few Kiwis ply their trade so far this season with varying degrees of luck. This weekend, though, we have a strong attack on the Queensland Oaks, which lost one of its favourites, Fireburn, yesterday. Ben Foote will saddle up Secure Girl, Secure Girl, and Tony Pike has his filly, Cheval Dior, ready to attack, albeit from a very wide gate. Pike has a lot of success in this part of the world through the years, and he is with us this morning. And uh, Tony Pike, as I say, good morning to you. I would imagine uh, when you walk on a Queensland, uh, when you walk onto Queensland soil, you have uh, memories of. Um, the Bostonian with Michael Kale on board, winning the Doombin 10,000. Great memories, Pikey. Yeah, we've um, had a lot of luck in Queensland over the years. And, um, you know, hopefully we can carry on this season. Just uh, you know, very nice of uh, the locals to stick with two Kiwis and two outside barriers on Saturday. But um, anyway, we'll, we'll do our best. It does seem to be a bit like that visitors' draws, doesn't it, Pikey? And we'll ask you uh, if you've got any advice a little bit later on. Is there a knack to travelling horses to Queensland versus other Australian states, or is it even easier because it's warmer? Uh, look, probably it's, it's warmer. I think um, travel these days, yeah, whether it's horses or people, it's become a lot easier um, to, to move around the world. And it's no different with the horses. I think it was only about a nine-hour trip door-to-door. Uh, for Cheval Dior to get over here, and it's very similar to Sydney or Melbourne. But um, what you do tend to find at the, you know, the end of uh, our sort of summer, it's getting a bit cool, and um, their coats are just starting to turn at home, and they get back over here in the warmer weather, and um, they really start to bounce. Their coats pick up, and, and they tend to do extremely well just in that warmer climate. You talked about the the Kiwi draws. Well, you might take a little bit of heart out of uh, Leith Innes and uh, his performance on Pinarello, because that was from memory drawn very wide in itself, wasn't it? Yeah, look, it was. Um, I won the Oaks a few years ago for provocative. She drew gate 18 that day, but admittedly the track was um, was uh, reasonably soft. It was almost um, heavy last year, and uh, the track was soft and provocative one. So it's going to be a pretty firm deck there on Sad Day, which will make it a little bit tougher. Um, but uh, obviously, 2,200 metres on the on the big track at Eagle Farm, a few of these you know, fillies will be struggling uh, turning for home. So you know, it's going to be more so navigating traffic, I think. Um, you know, through the field with some of those fillies that probably aren't going to stay the trip. So you're very confident that Cheval Dior will get that 24 and, and when did you kind of piece it together that she had a bit of scope, Tony? Uh, look, always has done. Uh, just been a bit of a slow maturing filly so we decided to miss the uh, New Zealand Oaks um, but obviously she was pretty good at counties the other day over 2,100 metres on a very you know, heavy testing track so you know, Michael sat wide that day and came the widest in the straight so I don't think the distance is going to be a a worry for her at all. She'll she'll see it out um, definitely better than most. He's he's just going to have to extricate a little bit of luck from that wide gate early. So um, yeah, Michael and Opie might just have to have a chat to each other in the gates and see what we're going to do from out there. <laughs> that, that'd be handy, mate. Have you worked out what's gone on with Fireburn? A little bit of controversy around this. She's been scratched. Uh, I've seen different comments of people saying you know vets might see a horse for the first time in their life and. You know, it could have an awkward gait. Is there any bully about what's happened to this filly? Uh, we did this. We got um, uh, vetted yesterday morning as well. So all the runners in all the Group 1 races um, get vetted by the Racing Queensland vets. 
um, on the Thursday morning. Um, look, it's unfortunate, but probably for the animal welfare aspect of it, more and more of this is going to happen. It is, it is often difficult with horses that do have a, an unusual gait when they do trot up, and you know it's, it's probably something we're going to have to discuss going forward. But um, look, disappointing for Gary, but um, yeah, obviously, yeah, uh, you know, all the horses in these Group One races have to uh, have to pass a, pass a pretty rigorous uh, fitness test. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a concern if you've got a little bit of an issue going forward, but um, yeah, it's really just around animal welfare and everything like that. So um, yeah, hopefully the vet's got it right. How much does the, the three-year-old season we've had and the form of the fillies in particular give you confidence that Cheval Dior should stick, stack up? A question I asked Ben Foote a couple of weeks ago, and, and he said huge amounts because we, we've seen a class of filly here that have been able to achieve over in Australia already. We know what they've done back home in New Zealand, and your fillies in particular haven't been that far behind them. Yeah, look, we've had a really strong bunch of three-year-olds this season, and you know, obviously the fillies in particular. So, you know, although Chevalier Dior probably hasn't run against you know your likes of um, Prowess and Legato, she's um, you know she's um, been pretty consistent in some in nice races going forward. So, yeah, look, I think you do take some heart in that. Obviously, our three-year-old forms are very strong, and um, you know I'm sure we'll bring it over with us. Um, you know, we've got a good record in the Queensland Oaks, and it seems to be a race that fits in well with our pattern at the end of the season. The, the bit of news out yesterday from Darren Balcom, NZTR, that they're changing um, the rules around naming horses. So you, you take it to the trial. It's no longer the uh, Redwood Gelding or the Ghibellines Philly. They have to have names. Is this Does this make perfect sense to you? And is there any kickback? Oh, look, I think there is going to be a little bit of kickback. Um, you know, obviously, New Zealand is a very much a, a trading nation and um, you know, with a lot of young horses that probably stay in the country just to barrier trial and get educated before they head off either to you know, Asian jurisdictions or Australia. So, look, it's more so going to be a hassle than anything else. I think it's a lot more paperwork, um, obviously, in, uh, to get these horses named and a lot of horses will be named and not race in the country, which you know, probably has a little bit of a, a negative impact. But, um, you know, I think it's something we're just going to have to get used to. Obviously, they've changed the rules and... Um, apart from being more paperwork, um, yeah, there, there is some reasoning behind it, obviously, with trial um, performances and that being obviously publicised both here in Australia. So, yeah, a little bit of a hassle, but I'm, I'm sure we'll work around it. Pikey, um, we've had back-to-back-to-back um, meetings, including the one today at uh, Christchurch on the synthetic. Just wondering from a training point of view, how soon do you make up your mind as to whether you're going to run a horse on a synthetic track? And, and what are the, the telltale signs, etc.? Uh, interesting, Smithy. I think it's you know we're heading into winter, and obviously, you know, if your horses don't handle a, a, a heavy or slow track, then you're in a bit of trouble. It's a long time until we get a decent track again in the spring. So, what you tend to find is, well, my opinion is, um, you know, genuine wet track horses they tend to not be competitive on the synthetic. They actually go very quickly on it. Um, it's obviously a firmer, you know, reasonably consistent surface, and I think it's more uh, designed around those horses that. Um, yeah, basically they run into the winter. They they don't. Uh, you know, I just don't want to send them to the paddock for a couple of months and take another three months to get them back up again. So um, you tend to find it's more your your sort of good track horses that uh, will be competitive on the poly. And um, yeah, you tend to find if you if you've got a good wet tracker, they they tend to struggle to to keep up with the pace of of the tempo of the races on a on a synthetic track. 
Well, you got a couple of those uh, back here tomorrow, Tony, as we let you carry on with your day. Get lit at Avondale and Almanac, who has trialled up and won on a heavy track. You don't tend to have too many that go through the heavy. These are both each-way chances tomorrow at Avondale? Yeah, quite like them both. Um, Get Lit's going to be a promising man next season. She's still a touch immature, but um, she was consistent last season. Um, she seems to get through heavy tracks reasonably well. Um, so it's, um, you know, she's been out a while and really just needed to give her a couple of runs ahead of the spring. So um, if she handles the track, she'll uh, definitely be an each-way chance. And Almanac, um, he's probably not a true heavy tracker, but he, he's a horse that's going to stay all day. He's going to make quite a nice staying horse as he matures as a four- and five-year-old. So I think fresh up at the mile is going to suit. And, yeah, look, he appears to get through it, you know, reasonably well. You got Michael McNabb, New Zealand's champion jockey over there um, on Cheval d'Or. Um, not quite sure how often Michael was ridden on the Eagle Farm track, but what um, what kind of instructions do you think you might have, uh, bearing in mind the draw you've got? Uh, look, obviously with good jockeys, it's hard to give instructions in races like that for most sort of barrier draws. Um, yeah, I think we'll just be reasonably positive early, and then just it's going to be up to Michael. I think how she clears the barriers and sort of what the early tempo of the race is probably being 2200 is a bit more difficult than when it used to be at the 24 you've got a, a lot lesser uh, you know, shorter run into that first corner to make your mind up whether you're going forward or back so um, yeah he's going to have to make a decision pretty quickly but yeah, I think you've just got to put your faith in these sort of jockeys he's ridden her a lot before and you know, they're the ones that are out there and you know, he'll be able to have to sum up the race in the first sort of three or 400 metres well, with our record in Australian Group 1s this season, I would not be beating against either of our fillies. And uh, look, two of our best jockeys doing the work. Oh, and the trainers go all right too, footy and yourself, uh, Tony. So good luck. Appreciate your time this morning, and we'll talk again very soon, no doubt. Thanks, boys. There you go. Tony Pike, uh, a leading trainer. Smithy, he has been right around the block, actually, and he's won many of these Group 1s. Plenty. Win a race over there. Disappointed clearly with the draw, but wouldn't be taking it just for the fun of it. It's a very expensive exercise, Louis. Um, and I often find that um, uh, when you send a raider over there, uh, first up, it, um, I think it can be quite encouraging. Um, and I, 13 bucks, um, I think worth a double, worth a double um, on that. So we shall uh, take uh, a quick break. When we come back, I think what we'll do, Louis, is uh, maybe come back to you uh, with uh, some sports desk topics, courtesy of Polaris.